chanting faint hymns to the cold, fruitless moon. Thrice blessed they that master so their blood to undergo such maiden pilgrimage. But earthlier happy is the rose distilled than that which withering on the virgin thorn grows, lives, and dies in single blessedness. So will I grow, so live, so die, my lord, ere I will yield my virgin patent up unto his lordship, whose unwished yoke my soul consents not to give sovereignty. Take time to pause, and by the next new moon, the sealing day betwixt my love and me for everlasting bond of fellowship. Upon that day, either prepare to die for disobedience to your father's will, or else to wed Demetrius as he would, or on Diana's altar to protest for I, austerity and single life. Relent, sweet Hermia, and Lysander yield thy crazy title to my certain right. You have her father's love, Demetrius. Let me have Hermia's. Do you marry him? Scornful Lysander, true, he hath my love. And what is mine, my love surrender him, and she is mine. And all my right of her... I do estate unto Demetrius. I am my lord as well derived as he is well possessed. My love is more than his. My fortunes every way as fairly ranked if not with advantage as Demetrius. And which is more than all these boasts can be. I am beloved of beauteous Hermia. Why should not I then prosecute my right? Demetrius, I'll about you to his head. Made love to Nidar's daughter Helena, and won her soul. And she, sweet lady, dotes, devoutly dotes, dotes in idolatry upon this spotted and inconstant man. I must confess that I have heard so much, and with Demetrius thought to have spoke thereof. But being overfull of self-affairs, my mind did lose it. But Demetrius, come, and come, Aegeus, you shall go with me. I have some private schooling for you both. For you, fair Hermia, look you arm yourself to fit your fancies to your father's will. Or else the law of Athens yields you up, which by no means we may extenuate, to death or to a vow of single life. Come, my Hippolyta, what cheer, my loves. Demetrius and Aegeus, go along. I must employ you in some business against our nuptial, and confer with you of something nearly that concerns yourself. With duty and desire we follow you. How now, my love, why is your cheek so pale? How chance the roses there do fade so fast? The like for want of rain, which I could well beteem them from the tempest of my eyes. Ay, me, for aught that I could ever read, could ever hear by tale or history, the course of true love never did run smooth. But either it was different in blood. Oh, cross, too high to be enthralled to low. Or else misgrafted in respect of years. Oh, spite. Too old to be engaged to young. Or else it stood upon the choice of friends. Oh, hell, to choose love by another's eyes. Or if there were a sympathy in choice, war, death, or sickness did lay siege to it, making it momentary as a sound, swift as a shadow, short as any dream. Brief as the lightning in the collied night that in a spleen unfolds both heaven and earth, and ere a man hath power to say, Behold, the jaws of darkness to devour it up. So quick bright things come to confusion. If then true lovers have been ever crossed, it stands as an edict in destiny. Then let us teach our trial patience, because it is a customary cross, as due to love as thoughts and dreams and sighs, wishes and tears, poor fancies follow us. A good persuasion. Therefore hear me, Hermia. 
I have a widow aunt, a dowager of great revenue, and she hath no child. From Athens is a house remote seven leagues, and she respects me as her only son. There, gentle Hermia, may I marry thee. And to that place the sharp Athenian law cannot pursue us. If thou lovest me, then, steal forth thy father's house tomorrow night, and in the wood, a league without the town, where I did meet thee once with Helena to do observance to a morn of May, there will I stay for thee. My good Lysander, I swear to thee, by Cupid's strongest bow, by his best arrow with a golden head, by the simplicity of Venus doves, by that which knitteth souls and prospers loves, and by that fire which burned the Carthage queen, when the false Trojan under sail was seen, by all the vows that ever men have broke, in number more than ever woman spoke, in that same place thou hast appointed me, tomorrow truly will I meet with thee. Keep promise, love. Look, here comes Helena. Godspeed, fair Helena. Whither away? Call you me fair. That fair again unsay. Demetrius loves your fair. Oh, happy fair. Your eyes are load stars, and your tongue's sweet air more tunable than lark to shepherd's ear when wheat is green, when hawthorn buds appear. Sickness is catching. Oh, a favor so. Yours would I catch, fair Hermia, ere I go. My ear should catch your voice, my eye, your eye. My tongue should catch your tongue's sweet melody. Were the world mine, Demetrius being baited, the rest I'd give to be to you translated. Oh, teach me how you look, and with what art you sway the motion of Demetrius' heart. I frown upon him, yet he loves me still. Oh, but your frowns would teach my smile such skill. I give him curses, yet he gives me love. Oh, that my prayers could such affection move. The more I hate, the more he follows me. The more I love, the more he hates me. His folly, Helena, is no fault of mine. None but your beauty. Would that fault were mine. Take comfort. He no more shall see my face. Lysander and myself will fly this place. Before the time I did Lysander see, seemed Athens as a paradise to me. Oh, then, what graces in my love do dwell, that he hath turned a heaven unto a hell. Helen, to you our minds we will unfold. Tomorrow night, when Phoebe doth behold her silver visage in a watery glass, decking with liquid pearl the bladed grass, a time that lovers' flights doth still conceal, through Athens' gates have we devised to steal. And in the wood, where often you and I, upon faint primrose beds, were wont to lie, emptying our bosoms of their counsel sweet, there my Lysander and myself shall meet, and thence from Athens turn away our eyes to seek new friends and stranger companies. Oh, farewell, sweet playfellow. Pray thou for us, and good luck grant thee thy Demetrius. Keep word, Lysander. We must starve our sight from lover's food till morrow, deep midnight. I will, my Hermia. Helena, adieu. As you on him, Demetrius, dote on you. How happy some or other some can be. Through Athens I am thought as fair as she. But what of that? Demetrius thinks not so. He will not know what all but he do know. And as he errs, doting on Hermia's eyes, so I, admiring of his qualities. 
things base and vile, holding no quantity, love can transpose to form and dignity. Love looks not with the eyes, but with the mind, and therefore is winged cupid, painted blind. Nor hath love's mind of any judgment taste, wings and no eyes figure unheedy haste. And therefore is love said to be a child, because in choice he is so oft beguiled. As waggish boys in game themselves forswear, so the boy love is perjured everywhere. For ere Demetrius looked on Hermia's eyne, he hailed down oaths that he was only mine. And when this hail some heat from Hermia felt, so he dissolved, and showers of oaths did melt. I will go tell him of fair Hermia's flight. Then to the wood will he tomorrow night pursue her. And for this intelligence, if I have thanks, it is a dear expense. But herein mean I to enrich my pain, to have his sight.